Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Culturalist Podcast Conversations with Pam Ross. I am Aileen, the producer, and I am bringing you a show this week that I absolutely love. Dr. Ross is taking the next two weeks off as she is launching her new book, Get Ready to Fly. It is now available on everything. So if you don't have it, if you didn't pre-order it, make sure you go get it. Um, But this week, I am going to bring you one of my favorite messages preached by Dr. Ross called The Force of Joy. And you may recognize the title of this message because she actually wrote a book based off of this message. So if you don't have The Force of Joy, make sure you go get that as well. But I'm going to bring you this show. um, I'm going to bring you this message in two parts. Um, This week, I'm going to bring you part one and next week will be part too. So I hope that you guys enjoy this message. This is such a a revelatory message. And I believe that as we enter into this new year, you need to enter it, enter, enter into it with joy. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. This episode of the Culturalist Podcast is brought to you by Get Ready to Fly, the newest book by Pam Ross. Get spiritual principles and practical steps to prepare your soul to soar. Get your copy of Get Ready to Fly at GetReadyToFlyBook.com. Hi, I'm Pam Ross, the culturalist. I love good conversations with interesting people. In this podcast, we use the art of conversation to explore what's happening in culture. Thanks for joining us. Force of joy. The force of joy. Joy is not an emotion. Joy doesn't come and go according to what happens in your life. Your calendar does not regulate your joy. Joy is a kingdom element planted on the inside of you. It's a state of being. So what I do a lot of teaching, and thank God for Pastor John Ponder, who gives me freedom in both Equip and Cross College. So I'm going to refer to you as good students. And if you uh, take notes, take good notes. If not, you can get the CD. But one of the things I've learned about students and people that are learning, if you want to walk in a truth, there's three things you need in order to be able to walk in this truth. You don't want to just come and hear it and have a good service and say, what a good service. It was different to hear Pam. I want you to really receive something from the Lord today, okay? So don't let the fact that it's Pam freak you out. Just receive it from the Lord. There's three things that you need to walk in a truth. Number one, you need a revelation. You need a revelation from God's word. So we're going to look at some scriptures in the word as it pertains to joy. The second thing you need is you need a role model. We're going to look at uh, Jesus, of course, and I'm going to use myself as a role model for the force of joy because joy is working for me. It has worked for me. It has brought me through and it's about to bring me over. Then you need a righteous resolve, a righteous resolve where you make a decision before you leave here tonight. I'm inviting you make a decision about your level of joy. And you can decide, you have the freedom to decide that you will never again have another down day. And you'll never again settle for a life with low or no joy. Are you ready? All right, let's get in the Word. Let's go to Romans 14. Thank God for PowerPoint. Faithful, faithful volunteers. It says, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, 
but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Here's our point. The kingdom of God is your inheritance. We're going to see that in just a little bit. And there's three elements to the kingdom. Righteousness. God has made you righteous. You've been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. There's nothing that you did or will ever do to qualify you to be in God's family. I love you and you're beautiful. But there's nothing you could ever do to make yourself righteous enough to measure up to the holiness of God. So God, Jesus, made you righteous by his blood. So then you have peace, wholeness. God is causing everything in your life to come into order. He doesn't want anything broken or jacked up in your life, right? So you have righteousness by Jesus. You have peace. And then you have joy in the Holy Ghost. So it's a kingdom element. It's a state of being. Let's go to Colossians. Colossians 1. They're so fast. They're faster than me. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Circle that word light. Jesus, the Father, has already made you meet. He's made you able. He's made you qualified to be a partaker of your inheritance. Got it? All right, let's go to the next one. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. If you look at that same scripture in the Amplified Version, what it says is it's delivered you from the kingdom of darkness. The word kingdom means dominion. It means rule. Darkness ruled over you before you were saved. Before you were saved, the forces of darkness and even manipulating your flesh had rule and reign over you. God came along when you made a decision... And you said, I want out of this. That's what I did. I said, I, ha- I can tell you how to wreck a life because I did it. Wrecked my life. So I had to come to the Lord, come to the knowledge of the Lord and said, I want out of this. He literally translated me, took me out of the dominion of darkness and put me into the kingdom of the son of his love. So now, amen, when darkness comes along and tries to tell me what to do, you are no longer my king. I have a new king. I now am in the kingdom of the son who loves me. I have a king who loves me, takes care of me, provides for me. I no longer am under the rule of darkness that wants to destroy me. So when that old thing tries to come back with heaviness and darkness, you say, I've inherited three things. And you don't even have, you know, if if somebody leaves you in the will, you don't even have to be a good family member. You just got to be in the family. Yeah, I ain't never been to family reunion. I never went to see grandma and them, but when she died, she left that for me. She left me three things, right? Jesus died and left you these three things. Righteousness, peace, and you never have to surrender your joy again to anybody or anything. I don't really care what happens. He said, well, Pam, bad things happen. Sad things happen. Aren't we supposed to be sad? That sadness is an emotion. Emotions come and go like the weather. I, my, dry, my ice cream could fall off the cone. I get a little upset. But it's not going to take my joy. It's a state of being. I am righteous. I have peace. I am at peace. And my, my joy is a part of who I am. So the thing could come today and go tomorrow, but I can't surrender my joy. It's that state of knowing that it's all going to be all right. And I can still smile. I, you know, I help minister funerals with Pastor Jim. I've seen people stand at a casket and still smile. And unsaved people are like, what is going on? It's the fruit of the spirit. When pressure is put on your spirit, what's going to come out is what's in your spirit. So when pressure is put, 
What does anger come out? That's what's in your spirit, baby. When, come on. When stuff is, when the pressure is put on you, what should come out is the force of joy. I refuse to go into darkness and depression because joy is forcing things to line up for my good. It's a force. It moves you forward. The force of joy is the kingdom element. Don't ever think you have to live without it. You can't live without being righteous. You're not going to live without me. I'm in right standing with God. I have peace. I, I don't stay up all night worrying about nothing. He never sleeps or slumber. We may as well get a nap. I always say the dead praise not the Lord. Get a nap, baby. Go to sleep, honey. Get up in the morning. Sow your seed. You know that farmer? He sows his seed. He goes to bed. He wakes up. And he said, oh, here comes my harvest. How did that happen? Don't know how God worked it out. But I know God worked it out. Because I'm in the kingdom of his dear son. Come on, because he loves me. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Let's go to Nehemiah 8. Joy of the Lord is your strength. Then he said unto them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions for them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, this is an atonement scripture. I discovered this is an atonement scripture. Right after the scripture was read, they went right into the Feast of the Tabernacles. Just like we just gave our atonement offering. And remember when you, how many of you were here, you gave your atonement offering? When you gave your atonement offering, amen, you expect a harvest. They're like, I gave. What did pastor say? He said, now you are obligated to joy up. You are obligated to be happy. There is a force of joy on the inside of you. And this is why I believe why. Because when you sow your seed, then you have to wait to and believe to receive your harvest. When your harvest comes, it's going to take the strength of the Lord to receive it. It's going to take the strength of the Lord to get it. Let me help you out. Here we go. It takes more strength to reap than it does to sow. You can sow your seed very easily. Anybody can walk up here and drop that money in faith. And then God gives you an opportunity, but you won't take it because you have no strength on the inside of you. You don't believe that it's really for you. You can sow your seed. You can help others. Whatever you sow, be not deceived. God is not mocked, right? Whatsoever you sow, that's what you're also going to reap. You sow favor. You help someone out. Then someone else gives you an opportunity, but you don't show up. Because I'm home depressed. Why? Because I missed that money. I gave it to the church. And now I don't have it anymore. And I'm wondering, well, I must have lost my mind. That Pastor Steve, he convinced me. He got me worked up in my emotions. I dropped all that money. Now I got to rent movies from the red box. I can't go out for a whole month. I got to try to save it up again. God says, you better hold on to your joy just because it doesn't look, just because it looks like you dropped it. Honey, you didn't drop it. You planted it in the vision of the prophet of God under obedience to the word that he spoke. There is a harvest coming for you, but you won't get it if you are weak. You won't get it if you are home depressed and sad and what's coming out of your mouth is why did I do that? I regret that. Why did I hurt them? Why did I help them? Why did I forgive them? I should have got, I should have told. No, when you walk in righteousness, there is a harvest coming to you, but the enemy sends sadness and depression and darkness to weaken you. So then when it's time for you to receive, you can't take it. Pastor Ken asked me to minister today. I called my friend when I got the news, but it took my breath away. I said, <sighs> she said, what happened? I said, well, I'm overwhelmed. 
She said, why are you overwhelmed? I said, the goodness of God is, is taking my breath away. The goodness of God taking my breath away. She was ready to rebuke devils. What's going on? I rebuke the devil. You know, one of those kind of friends. <laughs> Could put you on speaker and call a few more people. We come against that. I said, first of all, somebody bought a Pam Ross t-shirt and I said, it's $10 and they wrote the check for $100. I said, yeah, be happy for us, sister, right? And I said, oh, no, this is, it's, it's only $10. She said, I know what I'm doing. She looked at me like, don't you cough up my seed on me. You know? I said, okay. So it's just overwhelming how God, you know what I mean? When you sow and you sow and you give and you give, and then when the, when the harvest comes, you're like, and you want to speak against it. Oh, no. You want to say, oh, no. It's weakness. So now, then I got this Friday thing happening, and then he asked me to do the Wednesday thing. It's overwhelming. <laughs> she basically said, you better be able to take it. It's your harvest. Don't get weak and not be able to receive your harvest. Come on. It's not the will of the Lord for you to be weak. I love this scripture. Someone sent me this in a card at a moment when I needed it, and I've never let it go. It's Isaiah 66 and 9. And I know, here it is. This is the Lord speaking. He says, shall I bring to the moment of birth and not cause to bring forth, says the Lord. Shall I who causes to bring forth shut the womb, says God. God says, if I plant a dream in your heart, if I tell you come to church one day and pastor preaches about something and you realize my son's going to be saved, my son's going to be saved, then you go home and your son is cutting the fool. That doesn't look anything like what I had in mind when I left the church. And the, what? But here's the deal. God put that seed to believe God for his salvation on the inside of you. And he's not going to let you carry that and pray over that and confess that and believe that, bring you to the moment of giving birth and then not let it happen. He is not a cruel God. He is not a God of cruelty and torture. He is a God of love. Come on. If he put that thing in you to do it, to believe it, to create it, to help somebody. He put that thing in you. He shall bring it to pass. It shall come to pass. Seed time and harvest works. What happens is we're, we get weak and we can't receive the harvest. I command you to be strengthened with joy. In your inner man, come on. Joy is your strength. Joy is a kingdom element. Joy rebukes darkness. Let's go to Psalm 18. Psalm 18 and 28 says this, for you cause my lamp to be lighted and to shine. The Lord, my God, illuminates my darkness. When darkness tries to come, God lights you from the inside out. It's not about, Lord, send somebody to cheer me up. Ah, that's for babies. It's Wednesday night. <laughs> come on. <laughs> it's not about, let somebody call me. Uh -uh, no, 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 no. It's about the Lord himself lights me from the inside up. I put myself in remembrance of who I am and who I serve. And I say, God, I believe you. I will not surrender my joy. I won't surrender my righteousness, my peace, or my joy. He illuminates me from the inside out. And look at the next verse. Give me the next one. It says, for, for by you, I can run through a troop. And by my God, I can leap over a wall. You find somebody that's happy all the time. Oh, they're ready to go. They're ready to go. You're just somebody that's full of joy. And here's the deal. You don't have to be full of joy for a reason. 
You ever been happy and nothing is making you happy and everybody around you is looking at you like, why are you so happy? And they almost want to treat you like you're goofy. No, I'm not grumpy. I'm not all them other dwarfs. I'm just happy. Come on, because the joy of the Lord is strengthening me from the inside out. And they're like, I know. And I'm, I'm telling you, I have walked through seasons where people in my life, they know I'm walking through. I know she's going through. And she's just smiling. And then they accuse you of being fake, you know. That, that can't be real. Oh, baby. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's real. <laughs> because it's my strength. I can't let it go. I, it, has, it has carried me, and it will carry you. It will carry you. The joy of the Lord. By my God, I can run through a troop. I don't care who's coming against you. I can leap over a wall. I, I mean, that's just like the, just the strength of God. You feel it in your body. Because, you know, depression can take your body in the other direction. Depression can cause heart disease, diabetes. So if depression can make you physically weak, why don't we understand joy can make us stronger? Come on. show! I'm telling you, I love it. One of the things pastor says... One of the things pastor has told us for years during Jesus of Nazareth season, have you ever done J-O-N? First night of J-O-N, it's like, you know, Jehovah Jireh. Last night of J-O-N is like, can we get the people saved? Get on up out of here. It's time to go home, you know? And he tells us all the time, don't lose your joy. Don't lose your joy. Don't get anxious. Don't get upset. Don't lose your joy because it'll weaken you and you'll stop showing up. You won't even care about kingdom things. You won't care about people getting saved. You won't care anymore because you let that, you let your joy drain out of you. Don't do it. The joy can rebuke the darkness, the force of joy. Let me give you this. Joy is a force field from the negativity of the world and the pressure of your circumstances. It's like turning it on like, (laughs) It 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 will shield you from the words and the negativity and the yuck and the news and the economy and the people around you, it'll shield you from that. It won't even be able to get into your mind and into your heart because you decided, I'm a kingdom man, I'm a kingdom woman, and I walk in joy. I just can't buy in that, it's all, that there's no money. If the, if the world doesn't have it, it must be somewhere. Where is it? It's coming to the saints. It's in the hands of the saints. Come on. I was driving, I teach at um, the Good Samaritan Mission, teach leadership at 8 o'clock in the morning on Monday morning. Somebody was saying, man, just because I get up at 8 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) My mother knows when I was asked to uh, teach the class and and the pastor said, it's at Mondays. I said, oh, okay, Mondays. We usually rest on Mondays, but okay. And he said, and it's uh, at 8. I said, oh, at night? He said, no, in the morning. I said, Monday morning, me to be anywhere with clothes on on Monday morning is a miracle. (laughs) But we go 8 o'clock in the morning on Mondays and teach leadership, and it's a good work. But I was on my way there. I'm in the car. Now, I'm in a car, right? In a car on the road, and there's a man selling newspapers. And it was just such a moment for me because I'm in the car on the road sitting at a stoplight. There's a man on the street selling newspaper. The man with the newspaper is holding me the newspaper like, you want to buy a newspaper? The headline on the newspaper was about a car plummeting into the lake and somebody dying. I'm in a car. You hear what I'm saying? And you want to sell me a picture of someone dying in a car. I'm in a car. He didn't get it. He's wondering, how come I'm not selling papers today? Because I don't want your negativity. I'm full of joy. 
I can't let anything drain the joy out of me. Am I saying to ignore what's going on in the world? No, pray for the world and know that God is able. But don't let that picture become your picture of what could happen to you. Make sense? Even in the things we have to suffer, God gives us joy. Let's go to Acts 20. Hallelujah. Acts 20 and 22. This is the Apostle Paul, and he is saying goodbye to some of the elders in from Ephesus. And this is what he says to them. He says, and now you see I am going to Jerusalem, bound by the Holy Spirit and obligated and compelled by the convictions of my own spirit. Basically, he's saying the Holy Ghost is making me go, and I feel in my own spirit that I need to go also. And I don't know what's going to befall me there, except that the Holy Spirit clearly and emphatically affirms to me in city after city that imprisonment and suffering await me. This is not a a lying spirit telling him you're going to go to jail and you're going to suffer. So he can't say, I rebuke that. No, I'm not. (laughs) It's a spirit of truth. The Holy Ghost is telling me over and over, I'm going to go to jail and I'm going to suffer. Sometimes you got to walk through some stuff. I would love to be able to tell people when they come to the Lord, welcome to the family of God. Nothing bad will ever happen to you again. You'll never have a toothache. You'll never be rejected. That's right, Dorothy. (laughs) Welcome to the family of God. No, I wish I could tell you that you'll never have a difficulty, but I will tell you this. You'll never have a difficulty capable of defeating you again. Never. If you lose, it's because you forfeit. If you lose, it's because you quit too soon. You'll never have a difficulty capable, even capable of defeating you. You are indescribably victorious already already sometimes it's just a matter of time sometimes it's just a matter of faith sometimes it's a matter of what's going on in your mouth but you cannot lose look what the apostle paul says now after the holy ghost told me i'm going to prison and i'm going to suffer it's a good time to get depressed he said so elders if you have any prozac elders if y'all could lay hands on me The Holy Ghost has told me I'm going through. The word says I'm going to be wealthy, but I'm going to have some persecution. The doctors told me I got to walk through this thing. I'm going to get to know the Lord as healer, right? The bills are telling me, well, I guess I'm going to get to know the Lord as provider. We're going to get to know you in a whole new way, Lord. But look what the apostle Paul says. He says, but none of these things move me. I'm not moved. Emotions, get it? Motion. They don't move me. They're not making me sad. God himself has told me I'm going to jail. I'm going to suffer. I ain't even mad about it. (laughs) He says, neither do I esteem my life dear to myself. If you get yourself off your mind, you can hold your joy longer. Hey, guys. I hate to end the podcast when I know it was getting so, so good. But make sure you tune in next week for part two. And if you haven't already, make sure that you rate this podcast. And please make sure to share with your friends and followers and anybody that listens to you. Let everybody know about the Culturalist podcast. And if you want to email us, you can email us at podcast at pamross.com. Thank you so much guys for tuning in. We love you guys and we can't wait for you to join us again next week. Bye. Catch me on social media at PR the Builder. Visit me online at pamross.com. Catch you next time.